Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace and Malik. What's going on, man? You know what? I was enjoying the break. That's what I was enjoying. I know everybody probably missed us, but I was enjoying the NBA All-Star game. I was enjoying uh, just being at home, even though it was freezing cold up here in New England. And I was I was uh, lamenting football being over. That's what's going you know, on. It's, it's interesting. Like we didn't we didn't announce that we were going to take a break. It just kind of naturally broke. That's right. Like, after, <laughs> out of like 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 first take. Like Stephen A. Smith doesn't ever tell anybody he's going over. He's going on break, which is you know, he just doesn't show up to work, and everybody just kind of watches the show. It's like, oh, okay, he's not here today. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean. There's dead periods, and this is one of them. It is. Oh no, it definitely is. Especially when you when you consider the fact that like there's really no no betting. I was I was curious to see, and and I didn't even check for this. But I should have checked for this. I was curious mm-hmm. to see if there is any live betting or any real betting going on around All Star Weekend. I know there's betting on like the dunk contest and the three point shootout and stuff like that. I know that there's. You know what? Some betting around that, but I don't think it's really that live. I was on DraftKings. You couldn't bet on who was going to win the three-point. You couldn't bet on who was going to win the slam dunk. And you couldn't bet on Steph and Sabrina. That was all on FanDuel and ESPN bet. And so, like, and I would I would bet, like, especially slam dunk, right? I would bet that McClung was probably, like, minus yeah. 350 or something like that because it's only it's only four guys you know and everybody knows and he won last year so i just imagine that to me the nba all-star week and we maybe we could talk about this how how bad the all-star game was but like i think nba all-star weekend similar to like pro bowl weekend all of these all-star games just kind of in general feel like weak betting weekends like yeah they're where the, the bets are just not it's not really worth it. The biggest thing to bet on is if if you're if you're really a gambler's gambler and you're trying to just if you just want some action, you're trying to bet on anything. Uh, you were betting on them outdoor stadium series games in hockey. That's what you were doing. Mm-hmm. You were pulling up ABC and you were like, "Oh, the Rangers and the Islanders are playing. The Devils and the uh, and the Flyers are playing. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll throw down a bet on this." And to my surprise, they had the Giants and the Jets come out for that game for the stadium series and the. They had 75,000 people sitting outside in 32-degree weather to watch the Islanders and Rangers play outside. I will watch from the warmth of my couch, (laughs) but uh, I do enjoy when they play outside. It does look cool, but I am damn sure I'm not going to sit outside and and watch that. And the Rangers came through. It was a crazy game. They went in overtime. So I won that bet because I took the money line. But you're right. It is. It, it slows it down unless you're like an EPL fan or something. But nobody follows everything. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. And uh, yeah, it's really it's just it's weird. It's weird. But I took the over and I took the east. So I was happy. Well, the overs, the, it feels like the over is going to hit every year. If they don't play, they're they're never gonna play any defense in this thing. <laughs> you might as well just set the over at four hundred and see what and just see what happens because. I dare you. Over two eleven of one eighty six is ridiculous. It, that's ridiculous. Okay, <laughs> that's just two hundred eleven points in a basketball game for one team in a basketball game. Is right. like you could. That's hard to do yeah. in two K. Yes, that's hard to do in a video game. You got to shoot like 60% threes. <laughs> yeah. And all threes. You got to take like 70 something threes. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so the fact that they, the fact that the, that the real, that in real life, they did that, they did wow. something that would be very difficult to simulate in a game, in, in, in a video game tells me that the, that the all, NBA all-star game is a bunch of, is a bunch of uh, craziness. And I, and I know people have been talking about how, you know, it's it's bad for the game and all of this and all of that. Yeah. And I don't know what your stance is on it, but oh I, 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 I got yeah, I got something for that. I mean, my feeling is ace. Yeah. Just just lean in. Just let it be <laughs> what it is. Like stop trying to make it something that it's not anymore. Yeah. Just stop. The, I hear you on that. It you know why it was the, the thing that they pointed out why it was so competitive is 
they kept talking about how when Jordan and Kobe were in it, right? So Jordan with his time and Kobe with his time. Kobe got a bloody nose with D Wade back in like 2012 or 2013. Uh, it lets me know how competitive those two people are individually. They're maniacs. So every chance they got on the court, it was 100 miles an hour. I'm going to destroy you because I'm out here now. Now, it's not game seven, so I'm not going to elbow you in the face, but also I'm playing defense for 84 feet. Normally, I'd play for 94, but it's the all-star game, so I'm going to give you 10 feet break. <laughs> give you 10 feet grace. <laughs> yes. That's how he thinks. And these guys are like, um, oh, this is overtime. We're not getting paid for this? Oh, I'm milling this in. You know? So, and the my whole beef was, how did Jokic not be able to dunk when they just let him walk into the lane? You're 6'11". You couldn't dunk. I I, I was... I was they let you like, like go go get a dunk. We don't care. And he could not do it. That's the only thing I was like, wow, that's disappointing. They let you showboat. Yeah, with. I was watching. I showboat with. And I was just like, is that a joke, right? That's a joke that he can't dunk. <laughs> it's like, that's not yeah. a real thing that he can't dunk, is it? You got to get 18 inches off the ground. There's no way he can't do that. He was just like, yeah. no, I'm really not going to try. I'm going to lean into the joke that I don't care. And I don't. he loves, he has to love playing basketball. But like, yeah. I enjoy when Dame Lillard pulled up from half court and hit the shot, it was like, oh, y'all going to let me do this? I'm going to embarrass you. And he was just like, I'm going to hit every three I can. Right. But nobody played any defense. And I was like, I hope they get to 200. Because they were like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe that they're going to let him do it. And I'm like, I mean, he's hitting every shot he takes. They tried to catch up. And every time they did, he's like, I'm going to come hit some more threes. Yeah. Which is which is why I, I think, like, when you see – the way that they played the game that they played last year, the way that they played this year. And you hear comments from guys like Anthony Edwards, who pretty much said, Hey, it's vacation. Like, he's like, this is vacation for me. Like, you don't give a damn. This is a paid vacation. I'm not going out there trying to be, trying to be, you know, uh, I'm putting on a show. We're here. And I, and I said, like I said on the chat, like there was a guy, you know, on the Windhorse podcast, one of the commentators, he compared it to, he said, this is NBA's Comic Con. Bon Temps. Yeah. I said, I said yeah, that's a really good, like they, the NBA doesn't want it to be Comic Con. They want oh. it to be the showcase of like the greatest, the greatest against the greatest, the best against the best. And, you know, it's the, it's the best basketball game on TV, you know, that you could possibly put on TV because it's the best. in the. But it's NBA. never been that. Mm-hmm. What's your? Uh, uh, let me ask you a question because I didn't want to interrupt. But what's your favorite NBA All Star moment? Because I was trying to think of one, and I I thought of like, I've I've thought of two. So my favorite NBA All Star moment. It's still to this day. There was a there, and I don't remember what year this was. There was a game where so there was a there was a time when every year. And probably up until recently, right? Every year the West was like, you looked at the West lineup and it was like, damn, the West got everybody. And the yeah. East had like, you know, a couple of really good players or whatever. So there was a there was a year where you probably remember this, where it was Iverson and Marbury. Yeah. On the East. And Kobe was because Marbury was in the Nets and Iverson was on Philly. And Kobe, Kobe was on the West, obviously, because he was in the Lakers. So this is like and oh, there was right. like a, there was like a back and forth in that game where like Kobe hit a shot, then Marbury came down, hit a three and Iverson scored like 35 and Marbury came down to hit another three. It was like, I think it went to overtime. I think the game went, the game went to overtime and it was crazy. Yeah. That was my favorite, my favorite all-star moment. Since then, I really can't remember. Hmm. There was a, and then there was the other one. I think it was, I'm thinking it might've been Jordan's last year um, where he was an all-star and like he came in and dropped like 16 or something like that. Oh, from when he was with like, DC in like 2002. Yeah. And it was cool because, you know, you knew it was his, it was his last hurrah. Right. And it was like, that okay. was it. But that's like the biggest, the best moment. What about yours? The last, the, honestly, the one that I remember the most is for whatever reason, Shaq's second year in the league, the 93 all-star game. Mm-hmm. When everybody was in Phoenix and they had those jerseys. Cause I remember those jerseys. And it was Shaq and David Robinson on the same team and Olajuwon. And then Ewing was starting on the others on the East because there was no other centers in the East really like that. It was him and I think Matumbo. No, Matumbo would have been in Denver. Mm-hmm. So it was basically, oh, it was Ewing and Morning. It was Ewing and Morning on one side 
and those guys on the other side, and they were just going at it, going back and forth, and Ewing and Jordan playing together, and Reggie Miller, and they was just killing them. The East was just giving it to them. Mm-hmm. And then aside from that, I'm I'm trying to remember, and I don't really remember any other All Star games because I when I actually got to go when they had it in New York, our senior year of high school, which is like ninety eight and ninety nine, they got rid of the slam dunks. So I was just pissed off top, mm-hmm. just off of that. Yep. Introduced that two ball bullshit. That's so right I there, I was like, no slam dunk competition. I'm not even going to fucking. Saturday. Didn't know until I got there, and then I was like. My uncle got me a ticket and I, I show up and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. So the one time I get to come here, they ain't got no slam dunk. And two years later, not just Vince Carter, but people forget Steve Francis was in that. Tracy McGrady was in that slam dunk. Um, there were a lot of stars in that slam dunk contest. And it was good. It was just that Vince Carter just put on the show of shows and they all look good. Now guys are just. Maybe they're just more in-game dunkers than anything else because they're building up their skills more than anything. But I remember the 93 game, and I remember the um, first game that Kobe played in, which might have been that one, where Jordan went and pinned his shot to the glass. And he was like, you are not going to try to embarrass me here. And that's it. Not yet, yet, little guy. All of the ones in the 2000s, I don't really remember that game you're talking about, but I'm guessing it's like it's got to be like 05 or 06. I'm gonna look it up. I can't remember exactly which yeah, which one it was, but it, it if Shaq's on the Lakers, it's gotta be before 06. So it's probably like 04 or 05. Because right it would have been right after Jordan left. You know? Well, it was it was definitely when I was saying it was when Marbury was on the Nets. Yeah. So that was I can't remember, was that pre-Jason Kidd or post-Jason Kidd? Post-Jason Kidd, because they had moved on from Kidd. So Marbury got traded to Dallas. Yeah, they traded the whole team because Kenyon Martin ended up in Denver. Um, It was him, Kerry Kittles, and um, Richard Jefferson was still there, I believe. And then somehow Jefferson ended up in Phoenix. But realistically, like this game hasn't really been that memorable, like the All-Star game for any of them. I don't remember any Major League Baseball All-Star games. The only Pro Bowl I remember is Sean Taylor trying to murder people. Um, so Sean Taylor trying to light people up, hitting, taking out the punter, like playing dead serious. Like, it's just, aside from that, I just remember, you know, they were like, well, we're going to let LT take some snaps at quarterback. I think that happened once. And then Deion Sanders challenging Jerry Rice to go into the game when it was both coaching as like celebrity coaches for the Pro Bowl. And he was like, are you serious? And they were about to, you know, they were about to legit suit up. And the NFL was like, we cannot let you get on that field. We don't got insurance for this. <laughs> That's about it. They could play a little bit more defense. They could like stand in front of each other, but they were just, it was just two layup lines. I do want to see Carl Anthony Towns in a slam dunk. I don't care how bad people think it'll be. I want to see more guys get out there and not be afraid to be embarrassed. That would be more interesting to me. Because as bad as J- people say Jalen Brown was, he dunked with his left hand, which was gimmicky. He tried to do the no look dunk, but he looked the entire time, which was ridiculous. And 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 he like he landed and then put his arm <laughs> over his eye. Like, I was like, that shit was hilarious. Horrible. That was pure comedy. I was sitting there on my couch with my daughter just laughing, and she has no idea why I'm laughing so hard. I was like, I, you have you don't know what's going on right now. You're five, but this is so funny. And then Jaime Hawkins jumping over Shaq for the first dunk. I was like, you wasted that. If you'd have saved that for the second one, you would have made it to the final. I really believe so. I get it. Jumping over somebody isn't that impressive anymore, but like it is still Shaq. And you you cleaned, you cleared them easy and you threw it down. You know, they need more time off, I guess. Who did McClung jump over? Was it the two over, guys, right? He jumped over like two people, right? Something like looked that. like two kids in a trench coat. I have no idea. They were about the same yeah. height as Shaq, which is what made it funny to yeah. me. He yeah. jumped over two short people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, two short people equal one tall one, I guess. But, yeah, it was... It, it was... I respected Jalen Brown for for doing it. I knew he wasn't going to win it. I, did, I had a feeling. Because he was... He's another one. Like, you were talking about in-game dunkers. Yeah. You know. And he's, uh, you know, I I just never saw him as being, you know, somebody that was overly flashy or or you know that was inventive, um, with his dunks. So, I mean, you know, I think the main, yeah, I think the main thing is 
Which you're right. And, and, and I said this like somewhere. I'm, and they got to let six like, people do it. They can't just have it before. They need more people to go. Well, I guess they, they just don't get that much participation. And Jacob Toppin, I see why he's pissed because his dunks weren't bad. No, they weren't. I was very, I was upset for him. I mean, they gave, they gave the best dunk of the night, in my opinion, was the McClung, the first one that he did. Where he like let go he and caught it? Let it go, caught it, and then dunked it. Rever- I thought that was amazing. I've never seen that dunk before in my life. And they gave it like a 46. And I was just like, because they thought did he they made not a mistake. see the dunk? <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't know he did that on purpose. I was like, did they not see it? Because if you watch that replay, like that thing was incredible. Uh. And so when I saw that, and then I saw Toppin, Toppin's first dunk, you know, and I was like, that's a pretty nice dunk. Yeah. And he didn't get a good score. I was like, all right, they're not going to. I was like, I don't know what these guys are thinking right now. Um, Whatever. It didn't help that it was in Indiana, and Indiana fans hate Knicks fans. They hate the Knicks, and they hate the Celtics. So those two being out there, they booed Jalen Brown every dunk he was out there. They were like, we are going to boo you. We do not care. And that's what it was. Yeah. And they also booed the refs. Darnell Hillman was being a hater on that dunk with Jacob Toppin. Yes, out, yes, he was. He was giving out way more 47s and 48s than anybody. But it is what it is. I didn't know who that was. I didn't know he won the he, he was in the slam dunk in like first one ever in like 78 or something. Yeah. And he was a pacer. I was yeah. like, okay, so we we just gonna do this now. We just gonna get we, every every city we go to. We just gonna get the one guy that might have dunked for them. In, right. in, and Dominique in, uh, Wilkins has to be there every year. Of course, of course he does. Um, and I wonder why, like, because there was a moment I think maybe it was a couple of years ago where, like, remember there was a there was a time where like Dr. Dre was at every single one, and the last one I saw him at, I just looked. I had the look on his face was kind of like. I'm giving everybody a seven. Like, like he yeah. had that look on his face. Like, I'm just mad y'all keep asking me to come and do this. So everybody gets a seven from here on in. Nobody gets any high score from me. Unless I'm impressed. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. I'm I'm gonna be the Russian judge out here giving you all these tough scores. Exactly. I'm Simon Cowell. I'm shitting on everybody until mm. I, I'm not letting anybody get any love. It's gonna be enough um, for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I, I I did definitely didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy this All Star game, but again, I realized really early on that it wasn't for me. It's not for me anymore. You know why I enjoyed it? I was sitting there, I was sitting there with my twelve year old son. Mm-hmm. I I was sleeping, and he was up the whole time watching and enjoying the hell out of it. So I said, clearly, the game is for you. It's not for me. Yeah, I liked it because because they were best of the round. My daughter liked the dunks. She was like, oh. What's that? I said dunks. She was like, okay, dunks. And then she was lightly paying attention. And I I I thought it was fun because they were just fucking around and I thought it was funny. I was like, I get it. They're people the the, the serious reason is the, the commissioner was upset because they worked on a new TV TV deal. So if it looks like they don't care and the game's not serious, then why is TNT paying so much for this? But Charles Barkley and um What's his name going at it the entire time? Draymond going at it on the cat on the alternate cast. Great, that was enough for me. That was enough for me. Keep keep that me. That was great. When them just cracking on each other during the game, so everything it just it felt fun. It didn't feel like a serious game. No, it didn't. But I don't know. I, I showed up. I watched. The ratings were up from last year, so it can't be that bad. Yeah, exactly. And truthfully, to me, it shouldn't. It 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 should feel like a good game. I I, I remember when we were we used to watch, and you know, the first couple of quarters, they would just fool around, and no defense was played. And then when they got to the fourth quarter, you know, they would they would dial it up a little bit. So it's one 12 minute quarter. And I think if you just if you just ask them to do that, yeah, and just say, hey guys, listen, even if you if you because it's an all star game, right? So yeah. if you don't. If you don't want to compete in the fourth quarter, we're expecting we are we're sitting you down. If you don't want to compete, raise your hand and you don't play. Yeah. So Edwards, you don't want you just is this vacation for you? Cool. You're not going to play the fourth quarter of the game. But anybody that's going to play the fourth quarter will incentivize the fourth quarter. Will make it so that quarter is very is you know is very uh, lucrative can be very lucrative for you. That's what they were trying. I think that's what they were trying to do with that Elam ending thing um, initially. And um, yeah, but they they wound up like playing to a to a particular number, like to to twenty four or something like that. 
which I thought was ridiculous. I think he just played one. It worked in regular. 2022. It worked well in 2020 as well. Like the first the first year that they did it after yeah. you know, right after Kobe had passed, you know, that first All-Star game where they tried it, it was cool. Um so but I just think I think they need to lean in. I think the NBA needs to lean in on the idea of the All-Star weekend. It's no longer about the game. All-Star weekend is about you know celebrating the game of basketball celebrating the NBA for the full weekend and this just this is just a scrimmage no more than a no more than a high you know just a really really talented scrimmage what that's what they need for the West is they need to put Wembenyama in there because he was really trying he was really trying to show people like I'm good and then Mm -hmm. Ann Edwards was in there shooting left-handed jumpers and he was like, "What the hell's going on? This guy's not—he's—he's he's not taking it serious." Wemby, you put Wemby out there with the mother All Stars, he's gonna try to dunk on Giannis, and Giannis is not going for that. He actually mm-hmm. cared. He was trying a little bit, like he was like he was trying, but not like he was like, "Well, y'all just let me get these dunks." I guess me and uh, Lillard are just gonna both drop thirty-five this game. We'll yep. see. The threes are just the game, and that's why they were able to score two hundred eleven points because these guys are really good shooters. And they hit 54% of day threes. Halliburton got a quick 12, and he was like, I'm just passing. And then they were booing Lillard because they wanted Halliburton to win the MVP of the game. But he kept shooting, so they put him out there. Exactly. exactly. But it is what it is. Like, I'm, I'm happy with it, but it's about TV money. Like, it's cool to me. Like, I, I'm never going to go to Indiana to go to the All-Star game because it was 17 degrees, but y'all, y'all can enjoy that. Maybe yeah. if it ever comes back to New York or Boston – or even D.C., somewhere mildly warm. I'd love it to be in Miami or even Charlotte. But I heard Milwaukee's putting in a bid for two years, so who knows? I, I think it's going to be in the Bay next year, which is going to be a little bit yeah. expensive, but we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be in the Bay. It's going to be in the Chase Center next year. So I'll, um, I'd love to go like to the weekend, but I probably wouldn't want to go see the game. Yeah, you might be able to do it. It might. You got to find out what it's going to be in Atlanta. That's going to be off the hook because the parties is going to be insane. That's really what everybody goes there for. It's just a giant party. Mm-hmm. We are going to give you some picks right now. We're going to get into these NBA games for Friday, February 23rd. Starting off with the Cavs at the 76ers. They both played tonight. Both of them lost. The Cavs surprisingly to Orlando. The Sixers at home to the Knicks. Sixers are getting four points. They added Kyle Lowry from the buyout market. Cleveland is completely healthy. I am leaning towards Cleveland in this one. They're nine and one in their last 10 games. And without Embiid, the Sixers defense has a hole in it. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to contain Spider. And I don't think they're going to be able to stop Evan Mobley on the inside. Mo Bamba and their other center just have not been doing what they were doing before. Paul Reed. For the Sixers, so I expect Jared Allen and what's and Mobley to get off. So they're going to get off their shots and they're going to score as much as they want on the inside. So that should be easy for them. Malik, who do you got? Yeah, I'm I'm rolling with you as well on you uh, with this one on Cleveland. Um, Philly's lost five straight at home. That that loss that loss against the Knicks uh, against the five Knicks in a row. Today was their fifth straight loss at home. Um, so they have so clearly they have not been good at home. Um, <clears throat> they've been, you know, clearly the loss of Embiid, which you know, losing Embiid, losing the MVP of the league is going to hurt any team, and he's absolutely huge. And they're not finding ways to. They've been playing small, um, which does not bode well for a Cleveland team that that does have you know Mobley and Jared Allen and that you know the big front line that they do. So, um, you know, hate I hate that Cleveland's going to win the game, but I think Cleveland's going to win the game pretty handily. So, I would go with Cleveland, and it looks like the over under on this one. I'm just checking it right now, or at least what I see here. The over under is two twenty nine and a half. Um, yeah, I'm going to play the under on that. I think this. I think um, Cleveland's Cleveland definitely has had a good def- has had a good defense so far this year. Um, I don't think they'll keep them under 100, but I think Cleveland probably gets 
at or around 115 points. This this game has to stay. This, the score has to stay low in order for Philly to stay in it. Yeah, uh, because they don't have the same firepower that Cleveland does. So I would take the under and uh, and and roll with Cleveland here. Okay. Next up, we are going to go to Miami at New Orleans. Both of these teams are playoff teams. It means a lot to both of them. Miami has crawled their way into, I believe, is it fifth or sixth place in the East? So they're out of the play-in like they were last year. Miami's getting three points at New Orleans. Malik, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Yeah, I'm bullish on New Orleans this year. Um, I like them pretty pretty well. Um, I like the I like their roster uh top to bottom. I like that Zion's actually playing. I'm a little so I was a little surprised that Brandon Ingram wasn't a wasn't a all-star this year. He'd been an all-star for the last couple of years. Uh so I was a little surprised that he didn't he didn't get selected uh by the coaching um by the coaches this year, which is interesting. Um I'm I'm going with and again I, I it looks like Brandon Ingram Brandon Ingram didn't play today in the in the New Orleans games today. Um so it looks like he might be he may very well miss the game, but even if he doesn't play, I think New Orleans has enough firepower to hold to hold hold court against Miami, who will be without likely without Terry Rozier. Um, Tyler Hero is dealing with a foot injury. Josh Richardson's been out for the last couple of weeks, so Miami is playing a little bit um, banged up. Richardson uh, as don't most mean much at this point. That's true. Um, I'm trying to most hate, teams but... are. <laughs> Well, most, yeah, and most teams are dealing with some with some level of injuries, but I think that you know the fact that they traded for Terry Rozier because they needed more scoring scoring coming from, um, you know, their backcourt, uh, to to yeah. help support Jimmy Butler, and Terry Rozier not being able to play means that that scoring is is still impacted by them. So I'm gonna roll with uh, New New Orleans here at home. Um, I think you know five or six point victory should be more than enough. So. Uh, the only thing is, the only thing that's giving me pause is Miami is five and zero against the spread in their last five games. Um, and to your point, they have been playing much better basketball. But I'll roll with New Orleans here. I kind of don't want to agree with you, but is Zion playing and Valanciunas playing? Yes, they're both. They're both playing. If Jimmy, well, you know what, Jimmy's going to be playing for Miami though, so this is where he's going to start getting ramped up for the end of the season. And Miami's getting three. So even if Miami loses by one or two points, I know they're going to try to beat up New Orleans. But with Zion, it's kind of tough because they don't really have anybody that can push him around physically because the man weighs 290 pounds. <laughs> so that just makes it. And the Valencia Unis is a problem on the board. So Bam has a lot of work cut out for him. Jovic is pretty good. I'm going to go with Miami because for whatever reason, whenever either Robinson doesn't play or Kiro does, they go off. They don't have to share the ball as much. So Duncan Robinson's going to hit 15 threes somehow with uh, CJ McCullough 15, starting that's a, him. That's a I lot mean, of threes, dude. <laughs> maybe not literally. He's going to hit like seven threes somehow. He's going to go like seven for 10 from three, and it's going to throw off New Orleans, and they're going to be running out to him, and it'll make everybody else get open. The problem is, is who is going to guard Zion? Because Zion's going to be bringing the ball up. They got Alvarado out there to annoy the guards. New Orleans should win, but they won't win. So because you said Miami's 5-0, I'm going to take Miami getting those three points. If they lose, I won't be surprised. But I'm going to take Miami getting them three points. And then last and definitely not least, this is probably going to be on ESPN for the late game, national game, Milwaukee at Minnesota. Milwaukee's getting four and a half points. We know Minnesota's very well rested because only Carl Anthony Towns was playing in the All-Star game, him and Damian Lillard. Uh, and, and Edwards was clearly rested because he did absolutely nothing. Uh, I don't know what he did on Saturday or Sunday night, but, you know, he's definitely recovered by now, him only being 22 years old. Aunt Malik, what do you got? Well, we know Anthony Hand- Anthony Edwards' right hand is well, well-rested. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do a damn thing with his right hand, so his shooting hand should be more than, should be more than capable. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with Minnesota here. Minnesota's the home team, uh, and 39-16 and 16 is... You know, as much as you want to say that they've been, that maybe it's a little fluky, I don't think it is. I think they've been a really good team. They've been an extremely good home team. I think they're like, I think they've only lost like four games at home. Um, Mm -hmm. So they're a really good home team. And they're four and one in their last five against the spread. 
Milwaukee is still struggling, still trying to figure out what, you know, what it is that they're going to be doing and what, you know, who, who, who trying to figure out their identity with new coach Doc Rivers, which, I mean, I'm surprised so many people have been giving Doc so much, you know, grief and like pretty much point, like the people have been waiting. It's, it feels like people have been waiting for the opportunity to say Doc Rivers ain't shit as a coach. And well, they now, said that like, last year a little bit in Philly. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah, so it's like that now they're just kind of, you know, they're just kind yeah. of doubling down on it. Rather than, but to me, it feels like with anybody else, you'd say, you know, give them time. They need to figure it out. Let them, you know, whomever the coach would be, you know, yeah, give them a couple more games. Yeah, just give them some games and let them let them get his feet under him. But like, it's literally like from the first from game one, they were like, "See, told you he sucked." Right? It's like, <laughs> like, damn, bro, can I get one game? Like, so, you don't know what he's um, doing. Yeah, that's fair. So. I'll pick Minnesota because they're the better team, but I, I kind of do want to see um, a little bit of a rebound from Milwaukee and um, and, and see them. I don't want to see them. Obviously, I, you know, I would love – I want to see the Knicks get the, get the two seed. We're Knicks fans. We want to see them get, at least get the two seed. So I want to see yeah. them fall down far enough for the Knicks to take the two seed. But I would prefer to see Milwaukee, you know, make a – I think they're going to make a play here at some point. I think they're going to turn things around at some point in a couple – and maybe in a week or so. Um, but this game is just a really tough one to, to pick for them coming out of the break. I'm going to take Milwaukee because of this reason. They're the only other team that has the size to match up with Minnesota. Giannis is clearly better than Carl Anthony Towns. So unless Towns plays outside the entire game, I don't which really will, see. Which he, which which he which will. He could do. Okay. Do so, but how does that help Minnesota offensively or defensively when he has to go down there and guard Giannis? He's and not then you have Giannis. <laughs> exactly. Who's gonna and Gobert's gonna have to guard him, and that's gonna be a problem. And exactly. then you're gonna have the uh, Lopez. The well, the, they got rid of the other Lopez brother who was reading a book on the court side when he knew he was getting traded. That was hilarious. hilarious. He was literally just sat there at the scores table, just reading the book. He was like, "Well, I don't work here anymore." No so, well, not only did he know he was get, he was getting traded. He knew he was getting traded, and he knew that the other team that he was getting traded to did not want him because it's not like he was on the plane going to the other team either. He was Real like, thought, I'm just going to stay here. I hope the Knicks pick him up. I hope the Knicks can add him to the roster somehow. I don't know who they got to send down to the G League, but I will take Robin Lopez for these next 30 games. But If, if Mitch if Mitch is out for a long a long stretch. Mitch ain't coming back to like April, man. Like, it's not happening. Then, then I'm with it, you know, yeah. with any 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 signing that they could make to to hold hold it down. But Milwaukee got the size and they got the shooting to um, counteract anything that Minnesota's going to do. So if Milwaukee cares about the end of their season, Minnesota's been riding high, and they're this is new territory for them. So you're going to give me Milwaukee in four and a half points. I'm going to take Milwaukee. It's not that I think it's guaranteed, but it's like if Doc is going to turn it around. This is where he's been getting a lot of criticism. Maybe JJ's you know been lighting into him with what he said the other day. So he's going to be like, oh, word, I'm a terrible coach. Okay. And then come out, next thing you know, they're the one seed in the East. I'm not rooting for it, but it seems more likely than them getting blown out by Minnesota. I don't know. Minnesota's got a really good point guard. Conley is is nice. Dame's going to have to really push him. Also, I don't know if, um, most importantly, the – why I keep forgetting his name. He's been hurt a lot, too. Um, they're small forward from Milwaukee. But either way, I oh, think Middleton. They, Middleton. Middleton's been a big piece of that. He's been hurt. He hasn't been the same ever since he suffered that major injury after them winning the title. Mm-hmm. And he can get back healthy towards the end of the season. Like if, if he can get healthy these games and play as best as he can and give him 25 good minutes, I think they should be able to win. So we will see. If Doc can figure it out, people will sacrifice to make sure that Giannis does what he has to do and also Lillard. Because after that shooting performance, maybe that got him out of the slump. And he'll come out and he'll start hitting fifty percent of his shots. So I'm rolling with Milwaukee on that one. So we're opposed. I just want I just want the fans to understand that we are opposed on two of the three games. I know we don't. I know we don't typically tend to uh, track our NBA our NBA bets, but I'm going to try to track them as best as I possibly can, especially if we're only doing a small number of games per week. So I'm yeah. going to try to track them and and. Uh, and and see how we do so so the fans can see you know who's who's making the good nba calls because that's the one thing that's interesting is i I actually feel like the nba calls are a little easier than nfl calls what do you what are your thoughts yes and no because there's one game that i think is difficult to call and we could put it in there because we only got three games it is easier than the nfl it's nba does feel easier but like i'll give you another game and i 
I don't want to pick this one because one team's clearly in the playoffs and the other one does not give a damn. They're trying harder, but they're not going to win. Washington at OKC. OKC is favored by 15 points. They're at home. Do you think you could confidently pick that game as who's going to cover? Because I don't. No, but no, I couldn't. I wouldn't want to pick the game, but I would probably be barring injury a prop bet on a player like Shea Gilgis Alexander would be cool. Like if I could do a prop bet, like points, rebounds, assists over four, over 50. I'd say over 45. Over 45. Yeah. I would take that. I, yeah. I would take, I would take the wizards in that game because you know why? Because OKC is going to get up by 20. And then with the last seven minutes in the fourth quarter, or maybe Jordan Poole's is going to decide to show up or Kuzma or something, but they're not a old team. They got a good point guard. Uh, Poole's just been playing terrible. And I looked at the roster, and they got they got five good starters. They traded their their center, Gafford. They got some more draft capital. Washington's clearly playing for the future. But they got two guys in the team, both making $27 million a year. So they got to figure this out. It's hard to lose by it's hard to lose by 16 points every single game in the NBA. It's it's kind of tough. So I would take Washington. But these NBA games, like you're missing by one or two points. In the NFL, there was there were games where I was like, oh no, this team's gonna cover, and it doesn't come down to a field goal. They damn near lost by like three touchdowns. And I was just pissed. But like the Jets with Ant picking against the Jets all year. It's kind of you know, it's, it's a little bit easier, but I don't know what the spread is on San Antonio and L.A. because they're still playing. Charlotte, Golden State. Is Golden State going to beat them by 15 points? They're pretty trash. I don't know. But Golden State's one of the oldest teams in the league, and they're not exactly playing great. You know? And they're playing tonight. And so just to, just assume that, you know. Back to least, back. Yeah. yeah, the back to back situation. Maybe Clay doesn't play. You know, maybe Steph only gets, you know, 25 30 minutes or something like that so easy you know, win tough cover right yeah or better yet clippers at memphis memphis beat memphis beat milwaukee with two guys who literally run 10-day contracts yeah so if you, you play around you will lose are you going to lose by t- more than 10 points at home with more of your guys coming back from injury i don't know josh josh not there but they're six and four against the spread. So they cover a lot of games, even though they're a terrible team. Mm-hmm. I just like to pick yeah. the playoff teams. That at least we know these teams are both trying and they need this, especially with yeah. Miami and New Orleans, because they're both in like the fifth, sixth spot. And if you lose a couple of games in a row, next thing you know, you're in that playing game where you don't want to be. True. No, that's very true. And well, Zion. Say, but, yeah. No, I was saying, but just going, going back to your pick about your pick on uh, Washington and. Um, uh, who were they playing? Uh, Mil- was it Mil- oh, Washington, Mil- OKC. Washington, OKC. I I would pick OKC because it's just really hard for me to pick a team that's nine and forty five. <laughs> like I, it's I, I don't I don't they're care. So bad, it's, I know. It's just so bad when your team is that bad. See, because that's one of those things was like if one less game than the other team has lost. Right. It's like exactly. So yeah. it's the thing that pisses me off is like. That's one of those to me. That's one of those beats where, if you if you hit on the first three games, yeah. and that's the game you lose, you should be mad at yourself because you put money on a nine t- on a nine win team. Like like you should you should you should automatically say you know what I shouldn't do this anymore. So yeah. like at least if at least yeah. if OKC wins by twelve and you lose your bet, at least you can say to yourself, well, you know what. They almost covered. I, I can yeah. live with that. I put I put my money on the good team. They just they just came up a little bit short. But if you put a substantial amount of money on a nine win team that you know is trash, and you're yeah. just banking on them not losing by fifteen, like to me that just feels like you're you know you're just kind of throwing your money to the book. So does this count as a Jordan Poole revenge game though? Is he going to be? Is he going to try to score fifty on him? Did he play with OKC? Oh, wait, what am I talking about? He's not playing in Golden State. Facts. You're right. He did not play with OKC. Nobody on that team played with OKC. I take that back. OKC, Washington has the second worst record in the league. Ahead of Detroit by one game. Mind you, Detroit did not win a game from before Halloween until after New Year's Day. They lost 28 games in a row. And Washington is one more win than them. One more win. 
So that's a very fair point in me taking Washington with getting 15 points. That does sound insane, but I'm still going to stick to that terrible call. So if everybody who's listening wants to write in the parlay pick show uh, at gmail.com parlay pick show podcast at gmail.com. And um, yeah, we can go into the shout outs after that. I mean, Oh, actually yeah, we'll break down the standings later. That's not so important right now. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Um, the playoff picture, you know, you know what it is like, especially in the East Chicago and Atlanta are unlikely to catch Orlando and Minnesota. I mean, Miami, the Knicks are number four, Milwaukee's five, three Cleveland lost. It seems more likely the Knicks get to the three spot, get to play the, uh, the, you know what? I really want Indiana to end up playing Milwaukee in the first round because they're not scared of them and they could beat In the West, the interesting part to me is the Lakers and Golden State could end up being seven and eight, and Minnesota and OKC could end up being one and two. And imagine Minnesota getting knocked out by the Golden State Warriors in the first round. Mm -hmm. That would be crazy. And OKC losing to the Lakers. LeBron just rising up, dragging down SGA after this great season. Sacramento. I mean, that that, that nine ten game, that potential nine ten game, Lakers Warriors is interesting too, right? If they if everything stays exactly as as is expected, everybody's going to tune in, and that's why these last three games against them that the game, the game tonight means a lot. The game tonight means a lot. So we will see. The Lakers have a game and a half on them, and they both have winning records. So it's kind of crazy. Like, it's, it's more competitive than it's ever been. The competitive balance is there in the league, so I think people should be enjoying it. Chicago should be a little yeah. bit better down the stretch, but we will see. Absolutely. If you like basketball, this is a, a good time. After the All-Star break, it's the best basketball you usually get to see. And I'm going to go right into my shout-outs right quick. I just want to say shout out to Carmelo Anthony for finally airing out George Carl for being a hater. Apparently he's been a hater since the seventies because he was hating on George Gervin for not giving him the ball. And uh, I think George Gervin was correct to not pass you the ball. He's the ice man. He was out here um, dropping 50, 60 points on people with the San Antonio Spurs and George Carl sounds kind of petty the way Denver handed, handled giving his uh, number 15 away to uh, Jokic when they didn't know he was going to be any good or not. That's also real petty. He ended up becoming an MVP caliber player. Is better than Melo, yes, but we didn't know that when they drafted him. Um, the fact that he called him Detlef Shrimp was ridiculous. I like the fact that Melo, yeah, you're a Detlef Shrimp kind of player. That sounds insane to me. The only thing that's similar about him is I think they're both like six foot nine, six foot ten, and they both played small forward. That's about it. Um, Melo's one of the best scores we've seen in the game. And I like the fact that he's airing out George Carl. So, you know, shout out to Melo for keeping it real and keeping it petty. George Carl is clearly being pettier, but this man said he made sure you got paid. Uh, Kenyon Martin also didn't like him neither. So I don't know. I feel like if most of the players who played with you didn't like you, I'm a side with the players. Sean Kemp also had some strong feelings because he was the reason why they got Frank Burkowski and didn't pay Sean Kemp. So if you're a Seattle (laughs) Sonics fan, think about that. I remember that Frank Burkowski trade. Yeah, that isn't what got you guys to the 96 finals. It was clearly GP, and it was clearly Sean Kemp, who was one of my favorite players growing up. So I don't know what was going on there with George Carl or what he was thinking. Um, Another shout-out to the Knicks for getting that dub tonight. Thank you all for doing that. And... I'm just enjoying the end of the NBA season. Shout out to all the players who actually tried in the all-star game. Adam Silver, chill out, man. Y'all going to get that contract. You're going to get the money because TNT won't exist without it. TNT will have to overpay to get that money. And also ESPN can't lose the NBA because then they'll lose half the, they'll lose half of their ratings because most of their ratings in from now until June basically come from the NBA and they're not going to lose the NBA finals. So it's not like NBC is going to come out of nowhere and try to outbid them. They gave up on basketball 20 years ago, so it is what it is. Um, and that's it. Wait, actually, I got one more. Shout out to Justin Fields with that slick answer. Talking about because <laughs> you don't follow somebody doesn't mean you don't fuck with them. That was amazing. It, it was. on your feet. That was good. That was good, my guy. I, I like that. That was good thinking. You see, that's who I want my quarterback to be. 
That means he's deep on his feet. Talking about, I follow Bleacher Report. You know why? Because basketball, they ain't posting about football. And you know what? It's true. Bleacher Report's last 100 posts have been all basketball. He's like, I'm not paying attention to football right now. I'm going to Cancun. I'm going on vacation. So that was that was the last thing I heard. Look, not for nothing. The, the league, the new league year hasn't even started yet. So why should he be bothered? Like, why should he be yeah. bothered until March 11th? Nothing can happen before March 11th. He can't get franchise tagged because he's already under contract. So, like, it's not, it's like he has nothing to worry about for these next couple of weeks until a situation happens. So, yes, absolutely. I, I definitely oh. um, appreciated his comments. And one more shout out. Shout out to everybody on Love is Blind. I'm I'm enjoying the uh, the messiness that is that show. These reality shows we're supposed to go on and supposedly find love. It seems like a bad idea up front, but everybody who's going on here and talking about, I'm glad you're here for the right reasons. You're being filmed in a pod where you can't even see the other person. Clearly, love isn't blind because half the people are trying to describe what they look like to the other person. So the experiment <laughs> has already failed. We know that that's not what it is. We know that's not what y'all here for. You're hoping when you see the person in the reveal, they're not shorter or heavier or uglier than you think. We know what it is. We know what it is, but I like that y'all are playing a little I haven't gotten to episodes seven, eight, and nine, which apparently are very revealing this year, but I love the fact that they keep it in the South, and the South is very messy. They are not disappointing. Texas did not disappoint. Seattle did not disappoint. That was the only West Coast one I remember. And Charlotte is not disappointing this year. I appreciate y'all for the entertainment. That's it for me. Well, I do not, you know, I, I do not watch Love is Blind. My wife does, and she she enjoys it. So, you know, I hope you guys get what you want out of this because it just it just seems like a ridiculous premise to me that I said. It is. That, this is ridiculous. The only one that's crazier is Married at First Sight, which is like, so off top, you, you're marrying a stranger. Word? This, this right. is what we're going to do? Right. Horrible idea. But absolutely I, horrible. Absolutely I have horrible. watched that before, too, but it's gotten too crazy. Um, I'll go ahead. I got three quick ones. Number one, first and foremost, shout out to uh, Detroit Pistons center Isaiah Stewart. I don't know if you heard about. I don't know if you heard this one. Heard about this situation, but he he received a three game suspension for uh, punching uh, Phoenix Suns center Drew Eubanks. Uh, yeah. I, I I think this was yeah this was before yeah before the All Star break or the break. Um, Rochester's own. He punched he punched Eubanks in the tunnel before the game. Um, because they got these two, these two, you know, NBA, NBA stalwarts got into like some big, some big beef or whatever. In the parking um, lot. Against against each other in the parking lot while he's injured. So 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 yeah. Isaiah Stewart has been had been injured going into the game. Not so you got into a fight while you were hurt, so you were too hurt to play. <laughs> But not too hurt to fight in the stands. And now that you're healthy, you got suspended for three games. <laughs> Shout out to you for just for just doing Isaiah Stewart's shit. Because when Isaiah, so so it was a couple. I don't know. It was last season, a couple seasons ago, when Isaiah Stewart he did something really grimy on the basketball court, and everybody was talking about whether or not he's a dirty player. And people were like, you know, people were dismissing it. They were like, oh, yeah, no, he's not really a dirty player. It's the first time we've seen it. But no, 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 no. This guy's dirty. He's been dirty for a while, and this is it's kind of what he does. Um, shout out to him for bringing the bad boy Pistons yeah. back, for, for, for being for being Rick Mahorn. But yeah. There's no lamp here. There's no – like, you, you, you're him. just playing in the wrong era. You're playing in the wrong era, sir. It, yeah. you know, I feel for you from that perspective. But shout out to him for doing that. Um. Shout out to and we didn't mention this during the All Star All Star Weekend, but my the best to my favorite event of All Star Weekend. Shout out to Steph Curry and Sabrina Inescu. Um, that was a pretty interesting thing. I I really did think that he was she would have a shot to beat him, especially when she started out the first like she hit like nine the first in the yeah. first, in those two racks. Had her money balls been in one of those two racks, oh, he would have been cooked. She would have been won. And I was, like, I was like, man. Um, so I kind of wish that they would have done more than one round, maybe, of that. Like, you know, just the fact that it was just one round. It, it, oh, they're running it back like, next year. Yeah. What yeah. she should do is this. She should have him come out for the WNBA All-Star game and have him do it then while she's in the season. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that that I think that would have been cool. But sh but it, within that, shout out to Kenny Smith for doubling down on the ignorance. If you're gonna be ignorant, just double down on it. Just don't apologize. Yeah. Be completely unapologetic and completely Oof. and go and go right over to it. Just you know, I I loved I like I like when I like when these guys, these old guys who have no filter, like you realize, like these, as these guys are getting older, their filters start to erode. And yeah. his filter was eroding, and that's just how yeah. Kenny Smith is gonna be. Um, so shout out to him for that. Shout shout out to them for that. For how shout out to them for putting that putting that that on, and shout out to Kenny Smith for you know what saying. Yeah, yeah, I I said it and I meant it, and you know that's it. It was. <laughs> So crazy to me. I was like, you know, we could hear you, right? And people on Twitter were losing their minds, like just tweeting at Kenny, shut up, shut up. <laughs> just like it's like whenever, whenever you think to yourself, like they should throw it to Charles, Ch Charles and Draymond. Yeah, like, we need more. We need to hear from Chuck more. It's a problem. It's it's a problem. A we should let Chuck issue. talk more. That's a real issue. Oh man. Um, shout out to the LSU men's team. And I, uh, my and my open apologies to said team because I was watching the game last night and they were down like seventeen points to Kentucky, and I turned the game off. I was pissed off. I turned the game off. I was like, oh, I'm not watching this shit because the last time I watched them, they played Tennessee a couple of weeks ago, and they got smoked in that game. And I'm trying to, I'm, I'm pulling for them to make it to to make it to the dance. Then I wake up this morning and find out that they came back and won. They came back from down seventeen. They beat Kentucky. You know, in store. No, no, no. They were at home. No, LSU was at home. Um, they beat Kentucky, and have, you know, put themselves potentially on the bubble for getting mm -hmm. a getting a berth. Um, in the SEC, which is which is pretty cool. You know, shout out to them. I don't think they were not high expectations for this team going into the going to, going into the season. Of course, we know what the women what the women are capable of. But uh, this team was not expected to do much, and they're they're fighting. You know, I think they're fourteen and twelve right now. So we'll see what happens. Mm. Um, we'll see what happens in the conference tournament, and see if they're able to get themselves an at-large bid or something like that. Maybe. Um, and last but not least, shout out to Major League Baseball. Pitchers and catchers have reported spring training is back again. That means that the good weather is coming. And there'll be some baseball to watch. And mm. if you guys know me, I'm a huge baseball fan, huge Yankee fan. Can't wait to see Juan Soto in a Yankee jersey, um, you know, hitting home runs in the Bronx. So I'm going to be into that. And, uh, yeah, can't wait. Probably won't be betting on any of that. Baseball betting gives me hives. But uh, <laughs> so I'll probably be staying away from that. But uh, just happy to be able to watch some baseball again. So other than that, I'm, I'm good. All right. And shout out to my UB Bulls who won their fourth game of the season. Congratulations to y'all. And uh four and what? I who cares at this point, man? It's four wins. <laughs> like, you know, they won four games. Listen, my freshman year there, I think they won five all year. They were 23 and five. So as long as they win six games, it won't be the worst team I've ever seen. That'll it'll be that. Uh Michigan is having a down year in basketball, so I feel for them and their fans, but they won a national championship, so they've won enough. And Hampton finally won a game, so, you know, it is what it is. I'm hoping that I have some school that can pull some upsets because I'm going to be out in Vegas for March Madness, so if anybody's out there, I will have a T-shirt with the uh, logo to show on it so y'all can find me. And on that note, we out. Peace.